This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, and then I and a coast come down to the radio s- studio we have here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter uh, live on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My coast today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great. I'm glad. so glad to be back on the show with you. It's been Man, a little while. It has. I've been uh, vacationing and I had a little bit of an issue with some illness, and so now I'm, I'm back in... I'm back in the saddle again, as they nice. say out west. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw, little doggies. Anyway, yeah, good to be back with you too, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so we, we want you to enjoy the show uh, to its fullest extent by joining us in the program. So like Pastor Dan said, it's a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. So uh, get on the East Coast app or on our website, eccc.us. Uh, if you get on there, you can find our podcast section, and it will give you the morning breath guide, which tells you what chapter we're going to be in, where we have been. You can listen to uh, previous podcasts of the show and get all caught up. If you are if you haven't you know caught all the shows, you can go back and listen to them. Um, you can also call the office, 452-1060. We can email you a guide if you need one that way. While you're on our website or on our app, you can uh, you can find out just about everything that's going on at East Coast Christian Center. And we've got incredible online services on our online campus that you can get to from our website as well. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, we're out there. Yep, and we're we're doing live services as well at all of our campuses now. So if you're in Vieira or in Coco or here in Merritt Island, we have live services at all uh, all of our buildings right now. We're social distancing and keeping everything as clean as possible and cleaning between every service and all that kind of stuff that's going on. Also, we'd like to encourage you to the morning breath. Uh, video podcast with Pastor Matt and Jet Jessica every Monday on our East Coast YouTube page. It's a good way to really kind of see what goes on in Morning Breath as well. And we may be doing some more of those podcasts coming up one of these days, working towards it, and we'll see about having the rest of us on a on a podcast too. Pastor Brian said he has a face for radio, so yeah, I don't know. me too. <laughs> me too. I get it. I totally get it. But anyway, we're glad you're here with us today, and uh, we're in. Uh, the book of Mark. Yep. We're going to be doing chapter 10. Uh, beefy chapter, 52 verses, brother. Yeah, Mark was quite a writer. Yeah. You, you, I thought Luke was the guy who wrote the long ones. But this <laughs> was pretty long. So I'm going to read the first 26. Lead you, let you read the last 26. I'm going to read from the New King James as yeah. well as... That's, that's what I'll read from as well. Well, let's get into the word today. All right, Pastor Dan, I say unto you, read, sir. Then he arose from there and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. And multitudes gathered to him again, and as he was accustomed, he taught them again. And Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife, testing him? And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote to you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house, his disciples also asked him again about the same matter. So he said to them, 
Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them and blessed them. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to them, teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have great riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished Excuse me, they are greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Verse 27, but Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. In the third day he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So Jesus said to, him, said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And when the 10 heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who, who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first of all, uh, I'm sorry, to be first shall be slave of all. 
For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I know. fair weather crowd. <laughs> and throwing aside his garment, uh, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Amen. Yeah, they turn on you quick, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Don't ever trust the crowd. <laughs> crowd is crowd's rarely right. Um, you know, at the beginning anyway. Crowds are rarely right. And here's the other thing you can learn about a crowd too. When the whole crowd is saying something, especially in financial investment, that's the time to get out. It's just like anything else I've seen in this life, like the housing market when it's going crazy, when everybody was buying houses, it's time to get out. When everybody's buying gold, silver, stock, blah, 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 whatever it is, usually when everybody knows it's the right thing to do, it's the right time to get out because that's when the bottom falls out of those things. Anyway, that's just a... That's free. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was perfectly good <laughs> advice, but decent advice anyway. It's helped me through my life. Anyway, what stood out to you in the chapter as you read today, Mark? What, well, was, what was good to you? I kind of spent some time on the rich young ruler there, verses 17. Mm, and actually, yeah. actually further, he actually goes further with this. The, yeah. my, my Bible kind of breaks it up and ends that story, quote unquote, at verse 22. But I think it goes mm, on further. Yeah, I agree. And I was just, I was kind of thinking about it because this is kind of a well-known teaching. Um, but I wanted to just, just kind of look at it a little bit more. And I felt like it kind of came out of me. I, I was thinking about this whole kind of, this whole process, and maybe I picked it apart a little too much, but I looked at what the actual question was that he asked. And I looked at how Jesus answered it. And then the following conversation, and I feel like you got to kind of piece things together. The question that he said, he said, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Right. And I thought it was interesting that immediately Jesus starts rattling off the commandments, but we know that there was no law given which could give life because righteousness never came by the law. We know that Paul says that in Galatians, right? So it's interesting that Jesus answered him that way, but then he said, okay, I've done all that. Yeah. And then Jesus went on to say, okay, there's one thing that you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor that you have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Well, he said two things. I thought that was interesting. Jesus said one thing you lack, but then he said two things. He said, go sell, sell your stuff. And then come follow me. Well, that's two things, uh-huh. right? If you if you're kind oh, yeah, of, yeah, it no, looks like accountant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that so I thought, okay, so that's a, that's an interesting way for Jesus to have answered that question. One thing you lack. Here's two things you need to do. Um, but then he goes on to talk about it further. And so as I kind of started picking this apart, really what he said uh, is really to I, to me the answer kind of shows up in verses 23 through uh, 25. And Jesus, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished. But then he went on to say, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. And so then I kind of backed that up and I thought, so there's two questions. How do I inherit eternal life? What did Jesus mean when he said there's one thing, but there's two? So the answer is, how are you going to inherit eternal life? Well, ultimately it's take up the cross and follow me. Yeah. Absolutely. You're going to inherit eternal life by following Jesus. That's the only way. It's really got nothing to do with all these other laws. But then what what was the one thing he lacked? 
he lacked where his trust was. Yes. His trust wasn't his, his trust and his faith was not in God. Even though he believed, you know, that the that the law was important, he he worked as hard as life to keep it. But his trust was not his trust was in his riches. And that's why Jesus said, look, it's not it's not about whether you're rich. It's where is your trust? Yes, it's good. What you trust in is going to determine how you inherit, whether you inherit eternal life, because what you trust in is going to determine whether you follow Jesus. And that's the one thing you lacked. That's, that's good. And, you know, even here, I think maybe the reason Jesus brought up the commandments and, and what he shared here, do not steal, do not bear false witness and all that, is because we know that the law was given to lead us to Jesus. That's good. And so I think he's kind of trying to click it off with this guy. Now, if he would have went with, for example, and everybody's different, if he would have went to Zacchaeus and said, hey, give what you have to the poor, and he would have went, oh, yeah, I do that. Because he said, oh, this is what I do. And remember when Zacchaeus you know, was talking about Jesus coming over his house, he really told him all that he did financially, and he was a super generous guy. Mm. This guy was the opposite. He was a respectful guy. He didn't steal. He treated his mom and dad great and all that. And really, uh, Jesus probably knew right off the bat which one it was, but I think we forget some of the times that Jesus was walking through life being led of the Spirit, yes. and sometimes he's just sharing truth because it's truth, and other times the Spirit breathes on it and clarified something for him. Like in the next chapter, he tells his disciples, go to a certain village and get a colt. He hadn't been back to Jerusalem in a long time. He'd been gone for months. How did he know there was a cult tied up there? Yeah. Unless it was by the Spirit, something specific. Now, here, I think maybe he was just like, hey, you got to keep all the commandments, remember? You know, And he gave them to him, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I do all those. Now, I also would say I doubt that he did. Sure. I doubt that he never bore false witness and was never rude to his mom and dad his entire life. Yeah. I doubt that. I think he was wrong. But Jesus needed him to see where he was wrong, so he brought up one more. Go give everything you have away then, you know, let's, thou shalt not covet, covet the 10th commandment, you know, or whatever the case may be, to bring him to the point for him to say, you're right, I can't do it. I can't keep this stuff. You know, I may got, I got nine out of 10, but that isn't perfect score and perfect score it takes to get in. So I think even that discussion was to bring yeah. him down to that place of trusting Jesus. Yeah. Hey, you're going to trust me? You're going to follow me? Is that, that's the deal? Cause that's what you've got to do. And he, he said two things. So what you have, but the reason he said two things and they were one is because he couldn't follow him right. if he didn't get rid of his riches. When it was about where, where yeah, was your trust? Because he trusted it. Where was your trust? Right. And he that's trusted that and yeah. he was going to stay there. And so the one thing was get rid of your riches, trust me, because the one thing was trust. Yes. The one thing was follow me. And, so. that, that, well, and that really jumped off the page of me cool. because I'll never forget – um, uh, it was really a life-changing moment for me it was when I was in Tennessee, and I, I might have mentioned it on the show before, but it was actually a morning breath moment. Uh, it was before I had moved back to Florida. I wasn't on, you know, it wasn't, a morning, it wasn't a morning breath moment with me in the studio at all. It was a morning breath moment of me sitting in my car listening to the, listening to the East Coast app. So I'm telling you, it's important. Um, and listening to you talk about uh, the concept of trust, Pastor Dan, mm. um, and you connected it to finances really out of the blue, and it was an area that I was really struggling with at the time. Um, but you talked about really the bottom line is um, 
the, the question is, who do you trust? Mm-hmm. And if you're not taking certain steps, for example, the, the example that you gave was uh, if, you're not, if you're not tithing, um, then you're, you're basically just in a place where you don't trust God. That's the only, it's, it's not condemnation because you're no, not don't tithing. Be, it's yeah, just, don't be condemned about it. It's just to say, help, the reason you're not is because your trust isn't in the right place. That's right. And that, that spoke volumes to me in that moment. And it, I feel like that memory came off the page of me here. And it just reminded me of that because that's what Jesus said. If you're trusting in the wrong thing, you can't inherit eternal life. How are you going to do it? You've got to really just focus on following Jesus. The only way you're going to hear eternal life is by following him to the exclusion of all else. And I thought it was interesting because it says the the young man was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. The great possessions weren't making him joyful. No, absolutely (laughs) not. And the other thing, when you read this verse 21, this really jumped off the page at me again. And it does quite often. It says, then Jesus looking at him, loved him. Mm. It wasn't like Jesus was going, Dude, if you would just get this together. He loved him. He cared about him. He had compassion and passion for this young man. You know, and some say, is this Barnabas? It is the area that Barnabas is from, that he is in. If you if you study this out and see where he's at when the rich young ruler came up, there's no real proof that it is him. You know, I would hope that this young man at some point said, this stuff still isn't making me happy. Yeah. I left with it, and I, I keep looking back over my shoulder thinking I should be with him, and I've, but I'm with this stuff still. I hope he came to that point in his life. We do know that in the book of Acts, many people did. Many people came and laid down their lands, houses, and money, and flocks, and everything at the apostles' feet yeah. and said, let's go, which I think is interesting because— this is such a, a radical principle that the disciples are astonished when Jesus is talking about this thing. It's so hard for someone with riches to enter the kingdom of heaven. They're like, they're astonished. And so then there's that moment of clarification, trust in riches. Because in the Old Testament, if you follow all the great saints, the great leaders, the great men and women of faith in the Old Testament, they prospered. Yeah. They did well. They were blessed. And so the Jewish mindset was, if God's for you, you'll be blessed. If God's for you, you'll be blessed. Now to find out someone's blessed, they, how are they going to enter the kingdom of heaven? The disciples tilt. It tilted their minds because it was so against the way they normally thought. So Jesus had to clarify, look, it's not about money. It's about who you trust. But then he finishes this up. And I know some people don't like this, and I really get over it. <laughs> but verse 29 says, so Jesus answered, said, surely I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. And brothers, and it goes through all the things and in the age to come plus eternal life. He says, you're going to get it all back. Now, remember, these were the guys who said, we gave up everything for you, Lord. That means we get in the kingdom, can't we? Well, not really because you gave up everything, but because you trust me, yes. And here's the deal. When you trust me, you're going to receive a hundredfold, and they did. They're the guys sitting there when all these people are bringing in their stuff and throwing it down at their feet and saying, whatever the, whatever the gospel needs, whatever the kingdom needs, we're in. We're here. Here's, here's a piece of land I sold it. Here's a house I sold. Take the money and invest it in, in the kingdom of God. Help the poor. Reach the lost. He's, and these are the guys that this happened to. 
And so they got that hundredfold return in their life. Not only do we see the promise in the word, but we see the fulfillment in the book of Acts of it actually happening. And I'm here today to say, no, you can't get into the kingdom of heaven by trusting riches. But if you do trust God, he will meet all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And you can forget about and not worry about the rest of your life, your financial situation, as long as your trust is in God. That's powerful. He'll do it. And when I think about like, like I just think of Peter, for example, I don't see where Peter went back to his fishing business Mm. ever. Well, he did that one time after he denied him. Right. (laughs) And he got called right back out of it again. Yeah. But that was failure. Sure. That wasn't positive, him going back to his fishing business. Right. He was just yeah. he was like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, that's right. But, but so you're talking about the supply that they received yeah. in the book of Acts was enough to enable him and, and, and the other disciples to begin to go do full-time ministry right. and not have to look back and go, man, okay, I, let's stop everything. I need to go fishing for six months and make some money. Yep. He, they, they, had, they were supplied to do what they were called to do. The Bible says that we will, have, we will receive an abundance for every good work mm. when we get our priorities right good. in the kingdom of God. And so I just thought, yeah, just all that jumped off the page of me. Where's your trust? And that's really what it boils down to because the, you know, eternal life and, and success in this life, man, get your eyes on Jesus. It, this And I was actually, the reason I, I enjoyed that this popped off the page at me is because I was reading this and I was like, Lord, you know, there's a lot of practical stuff in here, but where's the thing where we just focus on Jesus? And I, and then I saw that where he said, just, it's, it's about following me. That's good. And that is so important. It is. That's what it's about. The answer in your life, the answer in my life, in any situation and in any circumstance, if we're looking at Jesus He's going to lead us through into victory every yeah. single time, yeah. every time. And it and it's how can it be that simple? It doesn't always feel simple. <laughs> oh, no. But because we, I think the reason it doesn't feel simple is because we complicate it. Mm. And just like this young man did, he complicated it when Jesus said, look, it's simple. Just follow me. It's good. And that is the simplest, hard, hardest, simple thing to do, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, the other thing that stands out to me here, Pastor Mark, is, you know, you look at this uh, man who Jesus loved, this rich young ruler, and he goes away sorrowful. And then the disciples get in a discussion about, look, well, we gave up everything. We're doing pretty good. And they're feeling pretty good about themselves, I think, at that moment, saying, yeah, we trust Jesus. Isn't that great? What happens next? Now, they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them. In other words, they're following, trusting in Jesus. But what happens? They were amazed, and as they followed, they were afraid because he took the 12 aside. Where were they going? Jerusalem. These guys knew that the, the religious leaders were already threatening Jesus. They were already sort of a, a, a price on his head a warrant or, you know, out for his arrest. And now they're going to go to the place where it is flat out dangerous. And what do they have to do? They're going to have to step into this amazement, push through this fear and trust Jesus. See, that trusting, simple trusting Jesus is never going to not be a part. There's never going to be a time in your life where you can just put it in cruise control. You don't need to trust Jesus. Things, it seems like, in the world we are in today are as big as they've ever been in our need to trust Jesus. It's a crazy, wild time we live in. And what needs to happen is we need to continue to press into that, grow into that, hang on to that. Simple, straightforward trust in Jesus, no matter how complex 
or difficult the situation becomes in our lives. Yeah. And they were faced with a bigger than they'd faced before. Yeah. I guess it's time for us to take a break. That's getting right down to it. We are going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high-energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Well, everybody, good to have you back. You know, one of the, I don't know, it's a moving verse for me, a couple of verses in verse 43, it says, yet he's talking about people being great and people kind of pushing their way to the front and, you know, James and John want to sit on his right hand and his left hand and all this is kind of going on. And he says, look, the kingdom of God's upside down. It doesn't work like the kingdom of the world. And so don't, don't try to do this like the Gentiles. He uses as an example. He's not picking on Gentiles. He's just talking about the way the world works. He says, yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. 
and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. So he's given him this upside down way to actually get ahead. Now, even if you don't come at this like, I'm going to get ahead, so I'm going to serve everybody. That, that's not the way that what he's trying to say here. What he's saying is, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, be a blessing, serve, help. You know, if you find a place and meet a need, God will do incredible things for your life. You know, that, that works in the business world. Find a place, fill a need. It's just the kingdom principle. Find a place at your local church, meet a need. Pastor Mark's in charge of our small groups at our church. And you know what? You could do that. You could start a Amen. Zoom small group. Yeah. Find a need and, and do it. That's really what he's kind of pushing for. And here's the most moving verse of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Praise God. The higher up in authority you go, the more people you'll be responsible to love and serve. God bless you. See you, Mark. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.